Hello and welcome to the Moonshots Podcast. It is a high effort, high talent, high reward episode. That's right, it's an episode 82. I'm your co-host Mike Parsons and as always, I'm talking with the man with plenty of talent and plenty of effort too. None other than Mr. Mark Pearson Freeland. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mike. I mean, you're right. This is a seriously action-packed episode. You know, we had action-packed interstellar Elon last week, and this week we're just keeping up that pace and energy, aren't we? I think so, and um, there's never been a better time to talk about all things social media, storytelling, and a little bit of entrepreneurial hard work. So, Mark, where do we find ourselves traveling to? What streets of New York City are we hitting today? Well, a big social media drum roll. We are getting into the world and lessons and life of Gary Vaynerchuk, author of, (laughs) let's say, a lot of content, a lot of books, a lot of great advice, uh, specifically around social media, as well as how to drive um, awareness of your business in, in the wide world. I mean, Gary, Gary V, as, as, he, as he's often referred mm-hmm. to, I mean, he's a real personality, isn't he, Mike? He is a big personality. Um, and, you know, what's really fascinating, he's got a great entrepreneurial story. Um, he, uh, so we can learn a lot from that. He is very much a celebrity of our time. So a very modern uh, entrepreneur. He's wrote a bunch of bestsellers. He's created his own company. He's incredibly influential. And, you know, I think about the world in which we live in, there's never been more ways, more places to tell our story. And it's a little bit overwhelming. So we have the chance to listen to someone who's managed to find the right story in the right place. And whether you're a social media queen or king, or whether you're just a hardworking entrepreneur, I think Gary V offers a lot uh, for us all to learn from. And, you know, some good mental models, some mindsets, and frankly, a good dose of courage and hard work, right? Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of courage shown by Gary Vee. A lot of his talk, similar again to the, the Joe Rogan podcast as well, a lot of uh, taking ownership of your life, empowering mm. yourself to go out and make that difference. A lot of his books are obviously orientated around uh, actioning business, um, but I think there's so many life lessons we can learn from Gary's teachings and uh, opinions that we can apply to our own careers. Mm. And I'm I'm – Really, really glad to say that um, with someone like Gary V, we can we can just pick up on some practical thoughts, habits, and mindsets, or we can perhaps open ourselves up to some of those first principles that really drive him to his success, much like we did with Elon, Joe Rogan, and all of the shows before. Um, but it's so wonderful that there are people on all four corners of this planet who are keen to learn from innovators. Mark, we got some great feedback last week, right? We did. We had this wonderful message, and I just want to call it out. Uh, Alketis from London, uh, thank you so much for getting in touch with me via LinkedIn. Um, It's great to hear that you've been a listener to Moonshots for so long, and we're so... uh, 
inspired by your inspiration. <laughs> we love that you're motivated by the content that we're putting out and we really, really appreciate you getting in touch. So thank you very much, Alketis, for, for reaching out and connecting on LinkedIn. Absolutely. And a big thank you to everyone that keeps giving us ratings and reviews where sailing way past the 100. Uh, before we know it, we're going to hit the 200. And uh, it's great to see people in Germany and the US, Japan listening to the show. But the standout uh, in recent weeks has been us hitting the charts into some wonderfully special places like Nepal, Slovakia, Thailand, the Philippines, you name it, there are people who are looking to shoot for the moon, people who are looking to learn from innovators. And we're very grateful for your ratings, for your reviews. And we hope that today when we get into Gary V, we can go deep once again and pull apart how his success was realized. So whether you're a designer, builder, entrepreneur in a small company, in a big company, the key thing is there's always something we can learn from these inspiring leaders. And we hope to share that with you today, Mark I am ready to let loose. Where do you want to begin? Oh, couldn't have put it better myself. So let's start straight into the deep end. Let's hear uh, Gary V tell us a little bit about the secret to success and how it's all about talent plus effort. The way to win is as old as time. Do the right thing and put in the fucking work. There's just nothing else. By the way, there's nothing else in anything. How do I become a professional hockey player? Talent and effort. How do I become a tremendous top 1% lawyer? Talent and effort. How do I become a phenomenal mother? Talent and effort. It's talent and effort. And what, what I love about effort and why I love hustle, and now that it's become so cliche, you see me saying the word work a little bit more now because I just want people to get it. It's controllable. You know how many people here want to be a millionaire? Do you know how rare that is? Have you run the math? You have this enormous audacity, yet you're not putting in the work to get you there because you think somehow you've been tricked by yourself or somebody else that there's some system. Like, really, we're in a place now where kids think it's cool if somebody goes and takes money out of a bank and puts it on their fucking bed and takes a picture of it? Like, what the fuck is the matter with you? You know what really sucks? It sucks when you buy a $20,000 Rolex and the world collapses and you have no money and your Rolex is worth 4000 That sucks. That's why I always say I'm a tortoise in a hare's costume. You know zero people, zero people that have built something big that haven't put in a ridiculous amount of work. And the bigger it is, the more they've worked. So I think you have to execute against your truth. People can smell things. So many of you have your mouth way ahead of your actions. Really? You're gonna own an island and you fucking go to Coachella? Fuck you. When it comes from a true place, you win. And when it doesn't, you don't. Like I wasn't born six foot seven and can run like a cheetah. I could wish I was something or I can realize I am something and try to maximize on that. It's a game of poker. You get a hand. Nobody's gonna cry for you about your hand. Nobody's gonna say, oh, it's terrible that you're not fast or tall or gorgeous or, like, or, or, or can sing. It is what it is. And now the only thing that can happen is you can figure out how to navigate it. The second you stop dwelling and the second you stop start doing, everything changes. They don't give a fuck. 
The second you understand that and just start trying to make shit happen with that energy, you win. Nobody cares about my problems. Nobody has ever cared about my problems. My problems seem far less silly now. I got problems. I don't want to be here on a Saturday when my family's not here. I got problems. But guess what? I made my bed. I'm making my choices. I got my reality. Every single person here has shit. All of you. You all have shit. Do the white dudes have it better? Yes. Guess what? They still have shit. Everybody's got shit. And nobody cares about your shit. They care about their shit because everybody's got shit. So nobody cares about your fucking complaining. Go fucking do something. And that's it. Like, what? You think somebody's going to come along and be like, oh, we're so sorry. They don't care. I'm here for a reason. You got it. That's it. All right. Real quick, where is it? By not worrying about what other people think, it allows you to do things. By doing things, you either win or you learn from your loss, and it creates speed. It's the absolute mental difference between the people that are executing and winning versus the people that aren't. It's the fear of others. I don't want to lose, but I'm definitely more disappointed than your opinion in your blog post about my loss. Whoa. Mark. Uh, a, uh, a little bit slow off the mark there. Um, bit of a warning about the language. <laughs> oh my Lord. Um, but has this dude drunken a lot of Red Bull? I mean, this is high energy stuff, but I think there is something to this energy that we can learn from. What he's really saying here is this all comes down to effort, but the good news is effort is a choice. Okay, you might not be six foot seven, but you do have the choice to put in the effort to work hard. And if you remember, there was a little somebody called Mark Cuban who talked about this same topic, albeit in a different way. He said, follow your effort. And where they these two worlds are intersecting is Gary V is really presenting to us, don't pretend you're doing the thing if you really want it it will not just fall from a tree you must go out you must go fight for it and put in the work and remember that sitting there complaining or drooling over what others have is not effort that is not hard work he is challenging us that the real secret to success is this effort because if you connect that with your talents where you're naturally doing good, where you're naturally feeling flow, you can put in as much effort as you like and the rewards will be directly proportional. Yes, he says it like he's had one too many Red Bulls. He drops in a few expletives, but you know what? There is some real truth here. Do the work. What what I love about that clip was um, it's it's quite formulaic. You know, if, if he's saying exactly as you say, the more effort you put in, that's what uh, tracks success. And something that um, really calls out memories of Elon actually um, from last episode is what Gary says: the bigger the uh, the hard work is, or the bigger the uh, result is, so let's say SpaceX is the result, the more hard work it took to get to that point. Mm. So when we see our innovators in the past 81 episodes and the incredible successes that they've all had, Richard Branson, uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, Steve Jobs, and so on, they've all put in the hard work. 
Mm. It doesn't just happen in a month. Like you say, it doesn't fall off a tree. They're there for a reason because they've grafted, they've hustled, they've worked hard. And like you say, it's all controllable by you, by the individual. Yes. And remember, this is a four-time New York Times bestselling author who started his own company, is totally self-made. And I think it's so fascinating that what he has to say directly correlates to Joe Rogan, directly relates um, to Elon Musk. Every one of those three men that we've covered in recent times bring this fundamental underlying foundation to success, which is hard work. Yep. And the great news is um, it's within your control. The tough news is it's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard to keep going. And what's so exciting about the rest of the show is we're going to get some practical and inspirational thoughts from Gary V on how we, how we can find that success. And I like it. He's brashly talking about success. He's bringing it, um, everything that we might dream of. Um, he's saying, well, if you want it, don't just dream about it do it. And I think that's a great framing, not only for this show, but it would be something you could find in almost every single show we've done. In all the other 81 shows, you will see this theme return. And my question for you, Mark, is if you think to yourself, wow, that Joe Rogan show, that sounds interesting. Simon Sinek, Jim Collins, Oprah Winfrey, Brene Brown, where would anybody in this world go if they want to get into some of the lessons from previous shows. Yes, if we've mentioned your favorite people, please navigate away to www.moonshots.io. You'll find all of our previous 81 episodes, as well as links to our show notes, uh, transcriptions, as well as some inspiration and mantras that we found. Um, and you'll also get a sneak peek of some of the future shows that we've got coming up. Um, but also, please, please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you, our listeners, uh, other innovators that capture your attention, that inspire you and motivate you day to day. Get in touch with us via LinkedIn or via hello at moonshots.io or any of our social channels because you, our listeners, is why Mike and I are here. Exactly. So we want to help you learn from innovators because we're certainly learning out loud. Um, so tell us who you'd like us to cover next. There's plenty more shows left in the two of us. But without any further ado, let's return to Gary Vaynerchuk. Let's get into the world of, as he calls himself, Gary V. And let's get into some of his mindsets that help make this success a realization. And this first one we're going to hear is really framed around how we can, in a very practical way, as he would say, crush it. So let's listen to Gary Vee talking about having the right balance between both positive and negative thinking. My dad is a 100% default cynic. My mom is a 100% optimist. And I understand it both. So I look at everything through both of their eyes. And so I understand. So I've, you know, I've, I've, I'm, to be honest, I'm, I'm grateful that I skewed more towards optimism. It's what entrepreneurship needs. You're blindly optimistic. Like you can't do the shit 
an entrepreneur does unless you're delusional and optimistic, <laughs> right? But, be, but I was so grateful that I got into my dad's sphere of cynicism, right? Because what it did was it allowed me not to become delusional and there was a level of practicality that overlayered it. I think practicality is amazing. I think I'm, I'm crazy practical. It's why for 25 years I've built businesses, never borrowed money, never lost money. Like I'm always practical. So, and I think that's a kissing cousin sometimes to cynicism. And I think, you know, I have a friend who's like, I'm cynical. I'm like, you're practical. You've got a little hint of cynicism. And I think, you know, those, you know, I'm optimistic, but I'm not delusional. That's a great little comparison there. Optimism versus cynicism, delusional versus realism and so on. But the truth is, it's pretty hard to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's hard to find this balance between um, being positive or maybe optimistic and being cynical or, or maybe sometimes we refer to it as negative. Um, but really what I think Gary's trying to say is find that balance, find the good and the bad, and then you can accurately look at opportunities or challenges or projects with a level head. You know, you can yes. you can analyze the strengths as well as weaknesses of uh, other people or a bit of work. Uh, maybe it's a difficult project or a challenge, or maybe it's even feedback. And you can appropriately respond based on that without letting subjectivity get in the way. What do you think, Mike? Yeah. So um, it was um, as I was listening to Gary V. Then I was trying to relate it into well, how do I do this? Mm -hmm. Because I'm a bit of an optimist, so I have to be careful um, and balanced. And the thing that keeps coming back into my mind as I think about this is the mantra, hope for the best, plan for the worst. Now, this is so powerful because it speaks to, it instantly provokes me hoping for the best, which is, oh, well, I hope we deliver on time. However, I'm going to plan for the worst. Like, what am I going to do if things go wrong? I'll plan for that in advance in order to overcome that and still deliver on time. I use that just as an example. But for me, hoping for the best but planning for the worst is a way in which I can sort of uh, coalesce between cynicism and positivity. How about you, Mark? If you're going to try to be optimistic about what could be but you know, ask some of the tough questions and not get delusional here. How do you do it? I mean, I struggle. I struggle with it. Um, it's very, very easy to to fall into that subjectivity and kind of let your um, the kind of internal ape control you, mm -hmm. you know, respond mm -hmm. uh, maybe irrationally or maybe a bit too fast. Mm -hmm. And we've spoken about um, different ways of, of receiving negativity in the past shows. Um you know, in our Women in Innovation series, I remember we spoke a lot about uh, breathing and taking a moment mm. before replying and so on. Um, and I think for me, the practical way that I try to land in the middle is to remind myself of everything that's around that scenario. So it could be what my colleagues are saying or where the problem or the challenge has originated from mm. and try to almost get out of my own head, <laughs> I suppose, because you're yeah. right, you're, you're an optimist. Um, there's probably an element for me that I'm, I'm probably falling in the same category to a certain extent. So maybe we're both um, uh, blinded a little bit by that, that positive outlook. And yep. you're right, we need to remind ourselves, what if it goes wrong? How do we prepare for that? Yeah. 
And that's why I like ideas such as game theory or just more practically speaking, come up with some scenarios, best case, worst case, uh, what you hope for, you know, Hmm. plan for the worst, however. Like there are these different ways to coalesce between them. And you know what? Write them down, talk to a friend or a colleague. To me, this is at the essence of how we can do what Gary obviously does very well, which is moving between both the, the cynic and the, and the optimist. Um, I think that's really important because he's right. If you're going to swing for the fences and do something great, there's got to be an optimist. But I think also if you ask healthy, cynical questions, if you plan for the worst, I mean, I think it's also like you, when you plan for the worst, you almost navigate away from it because you've already started to consider what might go wrong. So by default, you almost avoid it because you've made it even clearer. I think this is a very practical tip and I cannot tell you, Mark, um, in being in Silicon Valley during a boom, how many over, overly optimistic people I met full of big dreams who just hadn't balanced that out with, you know, they might be hoping for the best but they weren't planning for the worst and uh, they were just ill-prepared for worst-case scenarios. I mean, the great thing about what we're discussing is you're always prepared. There are no, in theory, there are no surprises because Mm. even if your worst uh, dream came true, you're already prepared. You know how Mm. to combat it. You've got the business structures in place. You've got your colleagues. You've got your uh, backup projects all in order and that anxiety, so very similar to what Michael Jordan was saying around practice. If you've practiced, you lose the anxiety because you're going into the game day knowing that you're prepared. So by Mm. listening to Gary here and uh, preparing for that worst worst scenario, you're you're already practiced. You've already run those models. (laughs) Yes. I mean, yeah, it's very interesting in that you have this mental model where you plan for all the potential uh, hurdles that you're going to face. And so when they do play out, it's less of a, um, OMG, what am I going to do here? Um, you're, you're sort of braced, ready and equipped. And, and so much of it is about having the headspace to think things through and, and not make rash uh, decisions. But it's not always easy, is it, Mark? I mean, there, are, there can be times where you really feel that you're up against it or um, you might feel that when you, and this is a very dangerous thing, when you compare yourself to others, you might feel like you already beat, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the next clip is we're going to listen to Gary V tell us a little bit about how um, he drives against this and the sort of advice that he has because he gets uh, approached uh, regularly and, and questioned around um, how can I you know, stop myself comparing myself to to colleagues or others around me. This next clip that we're going to listen to is Gary V telling us how having quite an energetic approach to your tasks or a youthful mindset, as he says, will help you stay motivated when the going gets tough. It's getting into a framework of changing the way you look at stuff. It really is. It's not naivete. It's not delusion. It's real life. If I'm honest, my biggest limitations have been really staying hungry and doubting myself. Okay. And I wonder, what advice do you have for staying motivated and positive and for maintaining a useful mindset? That's a great question. I think it's practice. I think it's perspective. 
you know, I think you have to practice not valuing other people's opinions. Insecurity comes from overvaluing other people's opinions. It's a framework that was instilled in you through parenting and environment. That's just the truth and DNA. So I think it's practice. Like for example, the reason I'm so happy all the time, this is gonna be a little left field, is because almost on a daily basis, I imagine my parents dying, my children dying. I'm being serious with you. I, I know this is, again, a little left field, but it helps me put things in perspective. How can I be upset about a, about a bad speech or a business deal going awry or something stumbling if I actually felt this morning? And I don't think it's meditation, but I think it's closer to it than I even realized, even as I talk about it now. I just genuinely practice. Brother, you have to practice every day saying, whose opinion do you care about if you fail? You know, one of the reasons I love losing is because I don't care about anybody's opinion in here about my loss, it's my loss. You worry about what you're doing. And most people don't have that framework, which leads to insecurity. If I came here, for example, and I was in your position and I was auditing all the bigger fish, what goes through my mind is, I'm gonna kill these fucking fish. <laughs> Not, oh, they're better. Like, you know, it's just a perspective. It's kind of like life. Right now, if you choose to, and you only want to find negativity and bad, it's very easy. If you choose to, and you only want to find positivity and optimism, it's there. It's, it's getting into a framework of changing the way you look at stuff. It really is. It's not naivete, it's not delusion, it's real life. So you need to practice. You need to practice. Bro, it's hard to be here. Just because there's some people that are doing it better, there's also billions of people that are doing it worse. The hell are you worried about the fucking thousand people here that are doing it better? What about the fucking 10 million that do it worse? The practice of positivity, Mark, for me, obviously Gary had had his signature too many uh, Red Bulls, but I will tell you this, it is so true. I think a lot of people get stuck or don't truly pursue what they should in life because they're too worried about what others will think. They're too worried about being perceived as a failure in the eyes of others. And it is the practice of positivity. It is a choice of which mindset will you take. Will you either A, be paralyzed by fear and what others think and not do anything that you truly should do because it's too daring, too bold? Or will you say, you know what? I'm going to follow my effort. I'm going to put the work in. I'm going to give it my best. And if, it, if I succeed, great. And if I fail, I will just learn and continue. This has to be one of the, the really great um, thoughts he has to offer us. And I think as we sit here and we talk about it, it sounds quite clear cut. But I think, you know, when you stumble and you have some bad news or you don't get that win that you thought you should, it's very easy to get demotivated, isn't it? Oh, 100%. And, you know, I've, I've certainly been at the receiving end of those sort of, uh, you know, outcomes. And the thing that I think motivates me to go on and do it again is when I can look back at that time or that project or maybe that challenge and know that I've put in the hard work. I couldn't have worked any harder. So when I look back at it, I think, oh, well, I can, I can learn from it. There are things that I would change. But I know that the hard work and the effort was my utmost. 
And I think what Gary Vee is saying in, in that clip, as well as some of the others, is this personal ownership again. And again, that's come up in a, in a number of our past episodes. When you take ownership of your effort and when you take ownership of your mindset to these moments, then again, you feel that weight lifting off your shoulder. Mm. And it doesn't seem quite so difficult, maybe quite so upsetting when things do go awry. Yeah. What do you do though, Mark? Like when you stumble, when you're like, ah, damn, that didn't work out. How do you stay in the race? What's your little practice? I think you've got to remind yourself of what's led to that point. So similar to the uh, the first clip that we were hearing from Gary, this idea of a formula, um, I, I quite like to apply that to it. So Right, I'm, I pick up the phone. I've received some bad news. Maybe a project's been called off or something. I'll go, hmm, that's a bit of a bummer. Maybe I'll go for a walk. Maybe the pr- first practical thing I'll do is before I reply or before I uh, lose my mind or burst into tears, <laughs> I'll go for a walk because then mm. that gives gives me time to percolate, gives me time to think things through and uh, gives me time to sort of control the way that I'm internalizing that that feedback. After that, I think the next thing I would do is, uh, going back to that formula I've just referenced, I'd think, okay, well, what led to this? Did I put in the hard work? And if I can mm. truthfully say to myself, yes, I worked as hard as I could, that relieves a little bit of stress. I think, okay, mm. well, great. I feel good. And once I checked in with team members, and they and we can all say the same. I mean, sometimes things just don't fly your way. And mm. as long as we can all look back and learn from it, maybe it was a fun experience in its own way. Great. What, yeah. about, what about you, Mike? What's your What's your tips? What's your personal uh, journey? So uh, there's a couple of different approaches. Two, which I'll frame for you. The first thing is I always try and remind myself is that in the other 81 shows we have done of the Moonshots podcast, you are constantly hearing about how many times people fail and even the the, the Jeff Bezos's, the Oprah Winfrey's, all of them have a ton of failure in their journey. So what I try to do is I say, well, okay, nobody's perfect. Everybody experiences failure and there's almost a thinking here of if you're failing, then you're obviously trying to do something ambitious. Yes. Right? Yep. So you're really pushing yourself. If you were hitting a home run every time, like you should be playing up a league, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's too easy, right? There's no stretch here. Another thing I do, and this is particularly good for anyone who feels uh, like a high sense of ownership and when things don't go right, And let's say, yeah, yeah, Mike, I know hardship is just part of the way, obstacle is the way and all that sort of stuff. But, Mike, it really feels bad. Well, what you have to remember, a lot of anxiety and stress is caused by triggering of very very deeply programmed genetic response. And um, what I do as a way to overcome that is I try and get a bit of headspace. I love what you said, go for a walk, take a breath. But then check in, you know, am I alive? Yes, I'm breathing, yes. I mean, I'm getting really fundamental here. Did I have a nice breakfast? 
do I have a nice place to sleep every night? Do I have friends? Do I have family? And actually, let's say you've got a challenge at work. You can quickly start to put it in a bit of perspective. Hey, listen, it was a challenge. It was tough. I'm really bummed we didn't get that thing, that project, or we didn't hit that target. But you know what? I'm still here. I'm still going. I'll get another chance. Actually, that really reframes it. And then if you can really, really push into what did I learn and what would I do differently, then maybe this will, this challenge, this hardship may give you just that little insight that opens up a big new world because you're like, oh my gosh, next time I'm doing it this way, no compromise. And maybe in hindsight, you'll look back at it and go, ha, huh, that wasn't so bad. So I just try and put things in context in the moment because you know sometimes when I'm facing a challenge, I kind of make it bigger than it really is. You know what I mean? Yeah, changing your mindset or changing your framework, as, as Gary was calling out in that clip, that's really uh, a similar vein to you know some of our, our past innovators, isn't it? Think rather than obsessing over um, those negative aspects or focusing too much on things that uh, you can't control, the response that you've just said, uh, have awareness of those things around you. You're controlling mm. that. You're the one choosing mm. to remember it. And all of us have that within us to mm. uh, take that moment and focus on uh, what's actually physically around us in order to to better our moods, outlook, um, approach to things. I think that's, that's yeah. very true. Totally. Wow. So there we've got it. We've got some really interesting uh, concepts building here. Um, number one, Gary V is making it so clear to us, guys, talent plus effort. And effort is the thing that shifts the dial. And you have, in order to do that, apart from putting in that effort, you need to ensure that you operate on that, you know, cynical and optimistic path, you know, hope for the best, plan for the worst, truly embrace both sides of that to have a balanced point of view and to keep the energy flowing, you really have to focus. You really need to focus on your own effort and your own expectations. Don't worry what other about what other people want. And if your heart of hearts is leading you down a path that maybe you're worried about, or you're fearful that it might not work out, don't worry, go for it, follow your effort. I think this is a really good frame in which we can start to challenge ourselves in the second half of the show about how we might go about doing it. What are some of the other approaches that Gary uses? Mark, I'm I'm, I'm loving this. As turbocharged as he is, I can feel a little turbocharged for myself, thanks to Gary V. I, I certainly agree. Gary is already illustrating a number of great um, approaches, but the question I have is, okay, well, how can I how can I make it happen? So are we ready to jump into the, the second half of the show, Mike? I think we might, might be, but uh, um, I think we need to remind everyone uh, we've all got a job here to share and to take the ideas from these innovators and share them with as many people as possible. And 
What's the one thing our listeners can do right now while they're listening that would help more people discover our show? Well, it's as simple as loading up your podcasting app and leaving us a a review or uh, perhaps a rating because the one way that we get out into all these incredible markets and incredible locations um, and have such a uh, energetic and, and conversational audience is by you guys and our listeners uh, sharing with your your friends, family, but also just sharing it within the application that you're listening to itself because the algorithms and everything behind the scenes, that's what spreads the joy <laughs> or spreads, mm. the, uh, spreads the episodes. So mm. I'd really encourage everybody to, if you're, if you're comfortable, leave us a rating or review and uh, let's try and spread this, these innovator, innovation lessons from Gary Vin. Mm. Now, Mark, when we really contemplate getting things done, there is this enormously important concept of earning something versus being entitled to something. Now, what was really interesting is I think Joe Rogan of recent shows really spoke to this idea of embrace the discomfort. And he even went as far as, if if our listeners remember, he was jamming and talking on the show. And we had this clip where he's like, why is it that millionaires are never any happier than people who are poor. And the insight here is that if you don't earn your rewards, recognition, compensation, if you haven't fought the good fight, if you haven't done the work, it doesn't feel as satisfying and as fulfilling. Now, what's really, really powerful about Gary Vee, he's got a challenge for us because if you want to make it happen, he's got a lot of wisdom to share on us being prepared to really, really chase our dreams. Do you really want to earn it or are you feeling a little bit entitled? So let's have a listen to Gary Vee and him talking about working for your dreams. This is dreams we're talking about. We're talking about dreams. So many people are asking me, like, how how do I live my dream, Gary? And, you know, I don't have time. I have mortgages and bills and responsibilities in my job. I don't have time for my side hustle, my Twitch channel, my Instagram account, my Shopify store selling hoodies. And I keep getting to this new place, which is talk to me about your bills. Like, why'd you buy an apartment that stretches you? Why is your car so fancy? Like, why do you need the new Gucci every time? Like, why are you why are you going out Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night? Like, why are you going to Coachella? Like, why why are you going to Avengers opening night and buying the biggest piece of popcorn and candy? Like, the answer to all of your questions is not how much money you make or how much time you have. It's what you're spending your money on. Why do you want the newest pair of Yeezys? Why? Why? Nobody's entitled to be an amazing dancer. Nobody that that tours the world and gets to dance and open for Beyonce and make 580 a year and fucking live it and go to fucking, you know, Monaco on the fucking weekends. Like, it's not how it works. Everybody starts at zero. Some people start at different places. But anybody who does it for themselves has to sacrifice. Like, yes, like, move. Like, my city's expensive. Move. Like, 
My car payments are high. Sell your car and buy a piece of shit car. Take the bus. This is dreams we're talking about. We're talking about dreams. We're talking about, like, I want to be a professional gamer. We're talking about, I want to get paid $200,000 to give a speech. We're talking about shit that isn't normal. require sacrifices. People don't want to sacrifice. Like, for some reason, DNA, parenting, circumstance, I'm on the extreme end of everything's my fault. Nobody owes me shit. I shouldn't get anything unless I bleed for it. It's one big framework, DRock, of like, of self-esteem, lack of self-esteem, slash insecurity entitlement or accountability. It's these huge things. I'm not judging people other than I'm asking people and I'm bringing up a different debate that isn't being talked about a lot, which is why do you want to go to Coachella? That's what I'm interested in. Oh, that's a big clip, isn't it, Mike? There's so much in that one. And, and actually, it, uh, it's very, very practical. I think a lot of these tips that Gary's giving us there, um, you know, obviously he's talking about dreams and that's obviously very subjective for, for everybody. But what he's advising us to do is mm. be aware that getting your dreams takes effort. It takes this hard work and this consistent effort as well as talent. And what I really enjoyed about that little clip there is uh, the word sacrifice. Mm. Because he's saying that, if you're not willing to make that sacrifice, is it really your dream? Or are you ever going to actually receive or, or meet that dream unless you're willing to invest and make that sacrifice? Because if you don't bleed for it, then you're not going to achieve it. We can't all have this entitlement where we assume that we'll get whatever it is that we dream of when we're, we're kids or, or you know, when we're just starting out in our careers and we've got these lofty um, dreams. Instead, mm. he's reminding us you've got to get rid of the excuses and get down to the hard work and make those sacrifices if you really, really want to make it. Mm. I mean, there, there, was, there was a lot of goodies in that one, Mark, wasn't there? I like also that he's saying, look, everyone starts at zero. Mm. And if something great is achieved, it's because they were prepared to sacrifice. And boy, did we hear that from Michael Jordan. Did we hear that he was prepared to sacrifice everything for this dream? And actually some of his teammates were like, we needed that. Yeah, He helped us put the dream first. And I think this is um, powerful as well to the point that you mentioned, which is, if you are not prepared to make some sort of sacrifice for the dreams that you have, that's okay as well. That just tells you, hey, I don't really want this dream. Because the real truth is that what we are seeing in all these successful people is that they were put in, the, yes, they maybe had some talent, but they certainly put in the effort into something that was truly meaningful for them. And so I would, I would now jump a little bit. So stay with me, Mark. 
I jump to Simon Sinek and say, find your purpose, find your why. And the sacrifice becomes that much more easier because it compels you in a way that something that is not your dream just will never compel you. You'll be thinking about it in the shower. You'll be thinking about it as you run. You will naturally be drawn to mastery because you want it. And I think that there have been times in life where I've pursued things and failed. And in retrospect, the simple thing was I didn't really want the dream. So when the sacrifice was asked of me, I just couldn't do it. So question for you, Mark, can you reflect on some things in life where if you apply Gary V's learning here, where you feel like, hmm, I wasn't quite prepared for that sacrifice and things didn't quite work out. Can you see the difference between when you really want something and when you, when you don't, when you're prepared to sacrifice and when you are not? I, th- I think I think so. <laughs> I think when I've got a really interesting, exciting, innovative project, that inspires me and that motivates me because I and I, I reflect upon these moments in my career because I think that's when I've worked really, really hard. I've done the late hours. I've had to learn things. I've had to apply myself in ways that I might not have done before. And that, to me, upon reflection, shows me that I I knew my why. And I love that reference back to Simon Sinek, one of our all-time favorites, uh, because it's so true. Once you have your why and that foundation, then it'll inform and validate what you're doing and what you're working towards. So for me, if I reflect back and I go, oh, yeah, I really worked hard at this moment, I challenge myself at uh, knowing that that is because it was aligned with my why and what I want to get out of my career. When I've had times when something hasn't really worked and I reflect back at it and I know I haven't really worked that hard, I think it's because I probably wasn't that interested. And it probably comes down to just not having the right mindset, not having the right resilience or maybe even the right effort. And not working mm. as hard as I could have, and and I think that comes from not necessarily being aligned with whatever that idea was or product, and it not really aligning with what I what I'm kind of interested in. Yeah, what a challenging. I mean, it's a bit confrontational. Yeah, do you really want the dream? Can you really make the sacrifice? And are you? totally cool with the idea that, yep, everyone's starting at zero, no problem, because I'm prepared to put in the work. I'll get there over time. I think this is, I mean, it's like, um, that's challenging. And, And so as we're on our journey to make it happen, it's obviously crucial that we pursue the dreams that matter. And I think that there's, um, another idea from Gary V here in this next clip, which is how do you set yourself up for success? You're pursuing a dream and, um, you know, sometimes it's hard to know where your limits are. How hard can you push? Maybe do you always, you know, keep a little gas in the tank? I mean, I love this saying in America, like to leave it all on the field. And that really stands for give it a go, give it the very best go you can. And um, 
there's a really powerful idea from Gary Vee in this next clip, which is really framing how you can put yourself in the right position, the right mindset, the right frame of mind to succeed. So let's get into it once again and listen to Gary Vee. The biggest poison in us is regret. It's poison. And I push so hard, so hard, and will through my vehicle, which isn't meditation, which isn't health and wellness, which isn't nonprofit. My vehicle's business. I can't help it. It's what I love. I love building businesses. I love competing with you. I want to beat you. I love that game. But through that vehicle, I will always push a lack of regret and awareness to how good it really is. You're more than welcome to tell me about how bad it is or why you can't because or what, but it's just not true. Because if anybody ever did it, then you can too. Stop making excuses. Stop complaining. Nobody's listening. They may make pretend they're listening. The market doesn't care. What you need to do is make one person happy, you. Then you can make everybody else happy. You know why I like making people happy? Because I'm already happy. And so I implore you to take this last little rant and really look at your fucking face and understand, are you doing the things that are putting you in a position to succeed, not just in a business world, but in life? Because it's super important because boy, when you're happy in life, your fucking business can roll. And so I'm just, trying to figure it out, and I've been trying to figure it out in front of you for the last seven, eight years, trying to figure out the unlocks, EQ, IQ, self-awareness, hustle. I don't know what they are. You know why? Because like I told my man, it's 330 different unlocks. And so I'll go to all of them. They're all tried and true. And one might hit you. Yeah, it was hard work because I'm actually lazy. I talk a good game, but I'm full of shit. Or it might be something else, but fuck, one. And so, I'm back here. You, you decided to sit? <laughs> You're into this, right? It's good, right? It's some good shit. You gonna remember this? I do. Good. One fucking life. One life, my friends, one time. And honestly, I'll leave you with this because a lot of you need it. How you make your money is more important than how much you make. These are some pretty meaty clips from Gary Vee, aren't they? I, <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh, we are, he is warming up right now. We are getting to the tough stuff. This is good, I like it. Push harder, remove regret, remove excuses, you remove the complaints and just confront yourself. Are you being lazy? I, I, there's so many quite confrontational <laughs> things again that oh. Gary Vee's coming up here. And- and Marky brings it home, man. He says, you only got one life. You got one chance, right? I love that. And boy, does that resonate with me. I mean, when I'm really in a bad place and I need to, un- as he would say, unlock, you know, I think about legacy. Like, what am I leaving in the world? Like when I'm gone, will there be anything different Will the world be any better for my existence? And that is where the deepest, darkest place I go to when I'm struggling. And I, I sincerely, sincerely always find something that will move me 
back into action, get me back on the bike when everything's saying stop. It's like, come on. I want something in this world to be just a bit better because I existed. And so I I uh, challenge all, all of our listeners, I challenge you, Matt, find, find what your legacy is going to be. And when every other form of accountability fails, if you go back to that purpose that you may have used to find your why by Simon Sinek, go back to that and point to that, reflect on that and say, how much do I want that? And you will find somewhere in there a power that is sort of deep in your bones. And just when you thought, hey, I'm going to hang up the boots, I think you'll always find something when you ask yourself, what mark do I want to leave on the world? How can I make it better? And I don't know, there's something there. How do you remind yourself, Mark, that there is really only one life and, you know, you you know, you don't want to get to the end and say, geez, I wish I'd put in a bit more work. I kind of got a bit of extra gas in the tank. Um, how do you nudge yourself forward when it's feeling pretty tough? I, I like the I like the confrontational idea of legacy because it feels mm. very um, finite, I suppose, is, is the only word that comes to mind. Because mm. like Gary Vee saying, you've only got one life don't have regrets and don't regret not working as hard as you can. I think oh. it reminds me of when you're doing a race, uh, maybe a, a marathon triathlon, um, where you're nearing the end and you can sort of see it in sight and uh, the finish line in sight. And you've got a moment where you think back and you say, wow, I'm so glad it's nearing the end. But also at the same time, you're thinking, right, how much gas do I have left? How have I performed during this race? And you want to make sure that you're seeing that end line in sight, knowing that you've run or swam or cycled or whatever it might be your hardest um, because you've, you've kind of trained up to that point. You've put in all the hard work, you've laid down the foundation, and you've done the practice, as Michael Jordan would say. So when you're out on the on the pitch, or as you say, Mike, you know, leave it out on the field, you want to know that you've put in the uh, the groundwork. And when you get out to that, and you, you're you're in the last mile or kilometer, run that bit faster, because mm. then you'll end and know I did everything I could. And yes. I don't, it doesn't matter how fast I run. It's all about knowing that that was the best I could do. Yeah. Um, Steve Jobs had this great thing about live every day like it's your last, which is another way of confronting with you. Like, okay, I better make this a good one. <laughs> it's yeah. the last one. Uh, similar to your point, it's almost it's like the last lap, you know, let's close heart. Mm. Um, this is really powerful stuff, deeply going to the core of our motivations, you know, the ideas of legacy, of earning every single thing and how satisfying that can be. And it's just, it's just great to see how different each entrepreneur can be. They give different flavors of different insights, um, but Nonetheless, each and every one of them seem to give us that little nudge, that little turbo boost or 
in the case of Gary V, I think it's more like a, an injection of Red Bull, <laughs> but it, but it's so good. And I think, um, I think we've got something special to close out the show in clips. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I, I think what we've seen from Gary V today is the comparison between the work that you put into starting a business aligned with the work that you put in for yourself. So similar with legacy or running that last mile. The last clip that we've got from Gary actually is comparing what he recommends with regards to business, some business, a business tip that he has, where he's saying, look, if you don't work hard and you don't bleed out of your eyeballs, as Gary said uh, in one of our other clips as well, you can't actually complain if it doesn't come off. You want to know that when you've, uh, if you've lost, don't worry about it because you've worked as hard as you can. So in this last clip, let's hear a very, very quick business tip from Gary during an interview. If you don't do it properly, you're going to lose. Some people just don't understand the value of it because if you read the book, you're like, you don't need an advertiser, you don't need a marketer, you don't need an agent. You need, you know, your, your, your cell phone basically to sit down and to work these different platforms. And each one is different Facebook, yes. um, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram right. YouTube. Look, here's the thing what do you love and or know most about? Do you know how to do that in written form, video, or audio? And are you willing to bleed out of your eyeballs for what you want? Yeah, bleeding out of the right. eyeballs. That's, I read that last part. night. That's the part. Yeah. I mean, look, a lot of people complain and dwell and want mm -hmm. it, um, but then are watching TV, they don't do anything. playing video games, or reading this book. I or reading somebody else's social media I, I when you should be writing your own. I tell people all the time, yeah. stop watching my videos and start doing what I'm telling you to do because you can fantasize about it, you can dream it into existence, you can get really educated, but if you don't do, you lose. Mm, if you don't do, you lose. I think this this is really his uh, call to action and I think um, what feeds that is the idea of its talent plus effort is where the winners are made. Wow. My, I, I joke about his uh, Red Bull uh, inspired, his caffeination inspired talks. But I think part of that, it's his urgency to implore everybody to have a bias towards action and do the things that matter. Do the things that contribute to you achieving the dreams that you dream. Don't just sit there and think it's just going to happen. Earn it. And I think in his, you know, swagger and his energy i think that's a very powerful message for all of us it is there's so much energy um, and empowerment and again this idea of ownership being revisited but I, I again i just keep on coming back to sacrifice the word sacrifice mm. what are you willing to put in because whatever mm. you put in you're gonna get back out again in terms of success right. and meeting your dreams. For me, if I'm condensing it into kind of one thing that's really empowering me for the rest of the day, that's what I'm going to remember. Mm. And someone who's very different is Michael Jordan in that a different space, a different style. But you know what the funniest thing is? Jordan was just saying the same thing. He did all the work. He put in all the effort at practice. 
So the games, he worked harder in practice than in games. So the games were easy, right? He put in the effort and he had that dream to be the best basketballer on the planet and boy, did he achieve that and did Gary V give us the turbocharge you and I needed. We got up very early this morning um, and it is so great to find that even after an early rise and a short sleep, we're both pumped thanks to Gary V. Pretty damn good stuff, right, Mark? Pretty, pretty epic. You know, you can see he's a man who's experienced success all from his own effort, and that's what we can take away. Let's be inspired mm. by his hard work and, mm. and, and go out and chase our dreams. Now, talking about getting inspired and putting in the work, we have a really wonderful show, next show. We're, we're changing it up. We're finding some variety in life. Um, we're going to go to a family that let's just say it's going to be a power hour because we are going to go and study two sisters and their mum. This is the Wojcicki family um, and what a powerhouse combination we have Esther, Suzanne and Anne and in that we have uh, a mum who was a great journalist and teacher. We have the CEO of YouTube, the CEO of 23andMe amongst other achievements. This is a family that I don't know what water they were drinking but it was working pretty good, Mark. I can't wait to get into it. I mean, talk about uh, an incredibly performing family, right? Let's go and learn some stuff oh, yeah. from them. I, I, I want to hear how I can uh, motivate my kids to do the same. Whew. Impressive stuff. I agree. I agree. And, you know, I'll leave this thought for our listeners. What other families might be interesting to study. This is going to be the first of our family series where we do a mom and her two daughters, um, very accomplished uh, women all in their own right. What a wonderful uh, way to, to take a detour and to change things up a bit. But let's invite you, our listeners, to tell us what you think. And you can do so at hello at moonshots.io. Mark, I know you rose very early. You got some energy. You got some Gary V Turbo going on. Oh, I've got all the Red Bull and I've got Gary V in my headphones. I'm ready for the day. Let's do it. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, listen, Mark, thank you. Thank you to you for helping me unpack um, Gary V today. Lots of inspiration. And thank you to you, our listeners. Thank you for rating our show, reviewing our show, for emailing us, for hitting us up on social. We don't mind whatever flavor of communication and love you want to show. We'll take it. Um, we really do appreciate all your feedback and all your thoughts. And we welcome listeners all around the globe. And we thank you for your time, for your consideration. And thank you for joining us on a journey into learning from innovators. It's been a real blast today. I hope you're going to take your talents and put in the effort. And remember, you've only got one life, as Gary Vee would say. So go out and crush it. Thank you. Thank you to you all. It's been wonderful to have you on another episode of the Moonshots podcast. That's a wrap.